Fred Watson on the wireless. It's just like having an old friend over for dinner. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Simon. It's great to see you again. It's great to have <laughs> you here. We are doing Self-Improvement Wednesday, and I'm wondering, you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday, each week you get to learn something new, and your lesson this week is In the Face of the Sun the upcoming solar eclipse. And joining us, teacher Professor Red, Fred Watson, Australia's astronomer at large. And I love the fact that you've thrown in a word I can't pronounce and asks <laughs> who know what it is. So it looks it, more like a typing error. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, everybody thinks it's a typo. Uh, syzygy. Syzygy. Let me just S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Indeed, that's right. <laughs> was the scientist that came up with that term sober at the time, Fred? Well, he, he, uh, he may well not have been. Uh, he was Greek and ancient because uh, it, it comes from ancient Greek, uh, the, the idea meaning union or sometimes translated as, as yoke, something being yoked together. And what it, what it means is when you get three celestial objects yes. uh, and they're in a straight line. So it's pretty simple what it means, but... More especially, it's a great Scrabble word because it's got the Y's oh, and the Z. Oh, it's got the Y's and the Z's. All the rest of it, yeah. You've used that in Scrabble, haven't you? Yeah, you might be right there. Yes, oh, a long time ago. Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the most common form of syzygy that we talk about is when we have an eclipse. Uh, and that's really why I wanted to be here today to talk about something that's coming up because in our skies. There are actually, they're not that uncommon, the eclipse, are they? They're not, no. So um, an, an eclipse, of course, there's two kinds. One where the moon crosses the sun's disk, which we call an eclipse of the sun. The other is where the moon's shadow falls, uh, sorry, where the Earth's shadow falls on the moon. Uh, and they are easier to see because you can see them from pretty well the hemisphere that's facing the moon. But the, the solar eclipses are rarer. But even so, we still get a couple of them every year. Uh, the, the problem is, at any one point on the Earth's surface, they're, they're actually quite rare. So, so take me through what a total solar eclipse is. Is that the one you can't look at? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can't. In fact, any kind of solar eclipse you don't want to look at directly, but yeah. we might get to that in a minute, uh, explaining how to do it. Uh, so this is the most spectacular eclipse of all. And in many ways, it's one of the most spectacular celestial phenomena that there are, because for a few minutes, uh, and in the case of the upcoming one uh, in Western Australia, it will be one minute, the, the sun turns to black. Yeah. And... You know, it's it's such a weird, weird thing. And that reveals, because the sun's disk has been covered, it reveals the sun's outer atmosphere, its corona, which is a beautiful silky white colour. But it all boils down, Simon, to this astonishing cosmic coincidence, which is the fact that the moon is 400 times smaller than the moon. Sorry, the moon is 400 times smaller than, than the, the sun. sun. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and on average, it is 400 times nearer. So uh, it, the, the, the moon's orbit is not circular, neither is the Earth's orbit around the sun. So there's some variation in how big the moon looks. But on average, it's 400, you know, it, it, because it's 400 times, uh, 400 times smaller than the sun and 400 times nearer, it looks to be the same size. That's the bottom line. What about total <laughs> eclipses in Australia? Yeah, so there's a really interesting history of these because our First Nations people are very familiar with eclipses, you know, because you get them a couple of times a year around the world. You, you tend to get them periodically in any given location. And 
over many, many centuries, and that's how long our First Nations people have been looking at the sky, uh, you get to know about them. And certainly Indigenous people recognised that it was uh, the effect of the moon covering the sun's disk. Uh, there's some evidence uh, which has been uh, researched by one of my colleagues, Dwayne Hamaker, um, who's a specialist in Indigenous astronomy in Australia. Uh, the, he's uncovered evidence that they could actually be predicted by Australian First Nations people, which is quite a calculation. So that's really quite remarkable we had one in i, I seem to remember when i back in 92 in 1922 uh, i'm glad you remember it because oh, yes. i do too <laughs> probably better than you that was an important eclipse which we celebrated the centenary of last year uh it it was the sort of final confirmation of einstein's theory of relativity uh which sort of got the tick uh really in an eclipse in 1919, but it took till 2022 since, uh, before all the world scientists were convinced. Uh, and what happens in that in an eclipse uh, is, of course, the sun's disk is covered, and so you can see stars around the sun. And, and Einstein's theory said that the position of those stars would be slightly different in the sky because of the sun's gravity bending the space around it. And so, tell me what's going to happen on the 20th of April, 2023. An eclipse of an unusual kind, uh, which is actually mostly visible from a tiny part of the Australian continent at Exmouth in WA. The moon's shadow on the Earth is only 40 kilometres wide, so you've got to be inside that wow. to see the total eclipse. Uh, it's already, you know, the, the air, all the accommodation's already booked out because thousands of people flock to see these things. But the reason why it's a rarity is it's something called a hybrid eclipse, uh, which means that when it starts, when the moon's shadow sort of hits the Earth, and that's in the Indian Ocean, um, then what, you, what you're seeing is the disk of the moon not being quite big enough to cover the sun. So there will be a kind of ring of fire around the moon. It's called an annular eclipse. An annular eclipse? Not annual, an annular, <laughs> because it's a ring. Uh, but uh, by the time the shadow gets to Exmouth, uh, because of the curvature of the Earth, the Earth bulges out towards the moon. You're basically seeing the moon nearer and it covers the sun and you get a total eclipse of the sun, which is why so many people are going there to see it. Wow. So it's a total eclipse of the sun? Uh, in the middle and an, an, and an annular eclipse at the edges, which is why it's called a hybrid. But it's not a total eclipse of the heart. I'm only falling apart. <laughs> No, that's, uh, we've all There's had those. nothing I can do, a total eclipse of the heart. We've all had those as well, haven't we, Fred? Indeed we Watson, have. who's with us. So, we won't get to see this in Sydney? Um, what we'll see in Sydney is a partial eclipse of the sun. So, see, it doesn't sound as good. A partial uh, eclipse yes, of the heart. Uh, it, it's not. Um, but there, there is good news. A partial eclipse of the heart really doesn't scan, does it? No. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of us have had one of those probably every day. <laughs> but a total eclipse of the heart is bad news. In Sydney on the 20th of April, uh, around about, uh, actually at maximum about 2.30 in the afternoon, we'll see a bite out of the sun's disk. Mm -hmm. uh, about 10% of the area of the sun will be covered. You can't look at the sun directly, though, uh, and certainly not with telescopes or binoculars. You have to... Will it burn your eyes? It will actually really damage burn, your eyes. It will yeah. damage your eyes. Yeah. You, you, it, with binoculars or a telescope, you would instantly... Uh, lose part of your retina so, so don't do it and and even without you, you're seriously trying to damage it wow. best way is eclipse glasses 
uh, which look like this. I know your listeners can't see this, Simon, but that's a pair of eclipse glasses. Wow, they look like the old 3D glasses. That they do. You, the paper ones that you which, used to. Which I'm going to give you as a free gift from the astronomer oh, at large. If you put I'll them on now, you won't see anything. Oh, uh, yes, Hang you will. That's right. They're worth um, about Very 20, hard to put on 20, with headphones. Cents. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very becoming, if I may say so, Simon. But you might notice that they've got um, mylar uh, coatings on them, which essentially blocks out stunning. Somebody you can't should, see anything. Somebody should take your picture. I won't, but somebody should. You can't, but you, when you look at the sun, you can see the sun's disc comfortably. So that's one way of doing it. A good way is in Sydney, go to the observatory. Yes. Uh, they'll have telescopes there, or your local astronomy club. If and they love one. you turning up to places like the observatory. They do. They do. Uh, when I was at school, the teacher described this, and it was so complicated, a pinhole sort of thing uh, with a tube, and yep. yeah, and I just sort of and looked out the window. Yeah. A pinhole's a good idea. You don't need the tube. Two bits of cardboard, yeah. fairly big ones, A4 size. Yeah. One of them with a, with a tiny hole in it. Yeah. And you, you, but what you do is you put one of them in the shadow of the other, maybe a metre apart or a bit more. Okay. And the pinhole projects an image on the lower card. Get and, out of here. Yeah, it's easy to do. You can see the, you can see the bite of the sun uh, that, that is taken out by the moon with that. Wow. Good stuff, eh? But oh. it gets even better, Simon. Tell because me more. Yes. <laughs> the next total eclipse of the sun visible from Australia uh, will be seen from here in Sydney. 22nd of July, yes. uh, 2028. Wow. The moon's shadow will cross New South Wales from the northwestern parts, uh, go over uh, Burke uh, through Dubbo, uh, Mudgee Bathurst, and wind up crossing the coast at Sydney. So, the world's eclipse chasers, literally, and there are thousands and thousands of them, will be flocking to our city. Can uh, you so, tell them because they bump into furniture because they've burnt their eyes out? <laughs> well, they, yeah, they might. Yes, that's right. That's how you know them afterwards. Um, so, yeah, clear out your granny flat or whatever spare oh, really? accommodation it's you've It's going to be big, is it? Absolutely huge. It will wow. be enormous. Um, 2028, 22nd of July. Book your accommodation now, literally, if you're not in Sydney. Wow. So it's, it's travelling the moon shadow from Burke through Dubbo and Bathurst to Sydney and it's doing it on $2.50 because it's a pensioner. <laughs> there you go, that's right. Well, it's pretty old, just just like me. <laughs> and me. Fred Watson, always a pleasure to catch up. If anybody has any, or oh, somebody would welding goggles do the same job as eclipse glasses? I don't think so because this, you see how dark this is and welding goggles, no, it won't hurt. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart voted the most boring song. <laughs> Not commenting. Uh, in 1977, our Year 12 physics class did an excursion to Marimbula from Sydney to experience a total solar eclipse. It went dark. Birds went home. Crickets started. And then a few minutes later, the sun reappeared. Crickets stopped and the birds came out again. The memory will stay with me forever, says Nick in Kalara. It, it's, uh, it, it is a staggering experience. If you haven't seen an eclipse before, it's well worthwhile joining those thousands of people uh, to go and see one. You're quite right. Um, I've seen eclipses where all the chooks have gone to bed uh, because they think it's night time. Fred Watson and I didn't play Cat Stevens once in reference to Moonshadow. You have a good afternoon. 